Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Third Canto, Chapter 10, Texts 1 through 18. Srimad Bhagavatam, Third Canto, Chapter 10. Divisions of the Creation Texts 1 and 2 Sri Vidura said, O great sage, please let me know how Brahma, the grandfather of the planetary inhabitants, created the bodies of the living entities from his own body and mind after the disappearance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. O greatly learned one, kindly eradicate all my doubts and let me know of all that I have inquired from you from the beginning to the end. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Vidura asked all relevant questions of Maitreya because he knew well that Maitreya was the right person to reply to all the points of his inquiries. One must be confident about the qualifications of his teacher. One should not approach a layman for replies to specific spiritual inquiries. Such inquiries, when replied to with imaginative answers by the teacher, are a program for wasting time. Text 3. Sutta Goswami said, O son of Brigu, the great sage Maitreya Muni, thus hearing from Vidura, felt very much enlivened. Everything was in his heart, and thus he began to reply to the questions, one after another. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. The phrase Sutta Uvacha, Sutta Goswami said, appears to indicate a break in the discourse between Maharaj Parikit and Sukadev Goswami. While Sukadev Goswami was speaking to Maharaj Parikit, Sutta Goswami was only one member of a large audience. But Sutta Goswami was speaking to the sages of Namasharanya, headed by the sage Shonika. This, however, does not make any substantial difference in the topics under discussion. Text 4 The greatly learned sage, Maitreya, said, Ovidura. Brahma thus engaged himself in penances for one hundred celestial years, as advised by the Personality of Godhead, and applied himself in devotional service to the Lord. Purport by Srila Prabhupada 
That Brahma engaged himself for the personality of Godhead, Narayan, means that he engaged himself in the service of the Lord. That is the highest penance one can perform for any number of years. There is no retirement from such service, which is eternal and ever-encouraging. Text 5. Thereafter, Brahma saw that both the lotus on which he was situated and the water on which the lotus was growing were trembling due to a strong, violent wind. Report by Srila Prabhupada. The material world is called illusory because it is a place of forgetfulness of the transcendental service of the Lord. Thus, one engaged in the Lord's devotional service in the material world may sometimes be very much disturbed by awkward circumstances. There is a declaration of war between the two parties, the illusory energy and the devotee. And sometimes the weak devotee falls victim to the onslaught of the powerful illusory energy. Lord Brahma, however, was sufficiently strong by the causeless mercy of the Lord, and he could not be victimized by the material energy, although it gave him cause for anxiety when it managed to totter the existence of his position. Text 6. Long penance and transcendental knowledge of self-realization had matured Brahma in practical knowledge, and thus he drank the wind completely along with the water. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Lord Brahma's struggle for existence is a personal example of the continued fight between the living entities in the material world and the illusory energy, called Maya. Beginning from Brahma, down to this age, the living entities are struggling with the forces of material nature. By advanced knowledge in science and transcendental realization, one can try to control the material energy, which works against our endeavors. And in the modern age, advanced material scientific knowledge and penance have played very wonderful roles in controlling the powers of the material energy. Such control of the material energy, however, can be most successfully carried out if one is a soul surrendered under the Supreme Personality of Godhead and carries out His order in the spirit of loving transcendental service. Text 7. 
Thereafter, he saw that the lotus on which he was situated was spread throughout the universe, and he contemplated how to create the planets which were previously merged in that very same lotus. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. The seeds of all the planets in the universe were impregnated in the lotus on which Brahma was situated. All the planets were already generated by the Lord, and all the living entities were also born in Brahma. The material world and the living entities were all already generated in seedling forms by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and Brahma was to disseminate the same seedlings all over the universe. The real creation is therefore called Sarga, and later on, the manifestation by Brahma is called V-Sarga. Texts 8 and 9 Thus engaged in the service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Brahma entered into the whorl of the lotus, and as it spread all over the universe, he divided it into three divisions of worlds, and later into fourteen divisions. Lord Brahma is the most exalted personality in the universe because of his causeless devotional service unto the Lord in mature transcendental knowledge. He therefore created all the fourteen planetary divisions for inhabitation by different types of living entities. Report by Srila Prabhupada The Supreme Lord is the reservoir of all the qualities of the living entities. The conditioned souls in the material world reflect only part of those qualities, and therefore they are sometimes called pratibhimbas. These pratibhimba living entities, as parts and parcels of the Supreme Lord, have inherited different proportions of his original qualities, and in terms of their inheritance of these qualities, they appear as different species of life, and are accommodated in different planets according to the plan of Brahma. Brahma is the creator of the three worlds, namely the lower planets, called Patala-lokas, the middle planets, called the Bur-lokas, and the upper planets, called the Svar-lokas. Still higher planets, such as Maharloka, Tapaloka, Satyaloka, and Brahmaloka, do not dissolve in the devastating water. This is because of the causeless devotional service rendered unto the Lord by their inhabitants, whose existence continues up to the end of the Dvi Paradha time, when they are generally liberated from the chain of birth and death in the material world.
Text 10. Vidura inquired from Maitreya, O my lord, O greatly learned sage, kindly describe eternal time, which is another form of the Supreme Lord, the wonderful actor. What are the symptoms of that eternal time? Please describe them to us in detail. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The complete universe is a manifestation of varieties of entities, beginning from the atoms up to the gigantic universe itself, and all is under the control of the Supreme Lord in his form of Kala, or eternal time. The controlling time has different dimensions in relation to particular physical embodiments. There is a time for atomic dissolution and a time for the universal dissolution. There is also time for the annihilation of the body of the human being, and there is a time for the annihilation of the universal body. Also, growth, development, and resultant actions all depend on the time factor. Vidura wanted to know in detail the different physical manifestations and their times of annihilation. Text 11. Maitreya said, Eternal time is the primeval source of the interactions of the three modes of material nature. It is unchangeable and limitless, and it works as the instrument of the Supreme Personality of Godhead for his pastimes in the material creation. Report by Srila Prabhupada The impersonal time factor is the background of the material manifestation as the instrument of the Supreme Lord. It is the ingredient of assistance offered to material nature. No one knows where time began and where it ends, and it is time only which can keep a record of the creation, maintenance, and destruction of the material manifestation. This time factor is the material cause of creation and is therefore a self-expansion of the Personality of Godhead. Time is considered the impersonal feature of the Lord. The time factor is also explained by modern men in various ways. Some accept it almost as it is explained in the Srimad Bhagavatam. For example, in Hebrew literature, time is accepted in the same spirit as a representation of God. It is stated therein, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Metaphysically, time is distinguished as absolute and real. Absolute time is continuous and is unaffected by the speed, 
or slowness of material things. Time is astronomically and mathematically calculated in relation to the speed, change, and life of a particular object. Factually, however, time has nothing to do with the relativities of things. Rather, everything is shaped and calculated in terms of the facility offered by time. Time is the basic measurement of the activity of our senses, by which we calculate past, present, and future. But in factual calculation, time has no beginning and no end. Chanakya Pandit says that even a slight fraction of time cannot be purchased with millions of dollars, and therefore even a moment of time lost without profit must be calculated as the greatest loss in life. Time is not subject to any form of psychology, nor are the moments objective realities in themselves, but they are dependent on particular experiences. Therefore, Jiva Goswami concludes that the time factor is intermixed with the activities, actions and reactions, of the external energy of the Lord. The external energy, or material nature, works under the superintendence of the time factor as the Lord himself. And that is why material nature appears to have produced so many wonderful things in the cosmic manifestation. Bhagavad Gita 9.10 confirms this conclusion as follows. Mayadyakshena prakriti suyate sa chara charam etunanena kauntaya jagad viparivartate This material nature is working under my direction, O son of Kunti, and it is producing all moving and unmoving beings. By its rule, this manifestation is created and annihilated again and again. Text 12. This cosmic manifestation is separated from the Supreme Lord as the material energy by means of Kala, which is the unmanifested, impersonal feature of the Lord. It is situated as the objective manifestation of the Lord under the influence of the same material energy of Vishnu. Report by Srila Prabhupada As stated previously by Narada before Vyasadeva in Srimad Bhagavatam 1.5.20 Idam hi visvam bhagavan ivetara This manifested world is the self-same personality of Godhead, but it appears to be something else beyond or besides the Lord. It appears so because of its being separated from the Lord by means of kala. It is something like the tape-recorded voice of a person who is now separated from the voice. As the tape recording is situated on the tape, so the whole cosmic manifestation is situated on the material energy, 
and appears separate by means of kala. The material manifestation is therefore the objective manifestation of the Supreme Lord and exhibits his impersonal feature, so much adored by impersonalist philosophers. Text 13. This cosmic manifestation is as it is now. It was the same in the past, and it will continue in the same way in the future. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. There is a systematic schedule for the perpetual manifestation maintenance, and annihilation of the material world, as stated in the Bhagavad Gita, 9.8. Bhuta gramam imam kristnam avasam prakriter vasat. As it is created now, and as it will be destroyed later on, so it also existed in the past, and again will be created, maintained, and destroyed in due course of time. Therefore, the systematic activities of the time factor are perpetual and eternal and cannot be stated to be false. The manifestation is temporary and occasional, but it is not false, as claimed by the Mayavadi philosophers. Text 14. There are nine kinds of creations besides the one which naturally occurs due to the interactions of the modes. There are three kinds of annihilations due to eternal time, the material elements, and the quality of one's work. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. The scheduled creations and annihilations take place in terms of the supreme will. There are other creations due to interactions of material elements, which take place by the intelligence of Brahma. Later, these will be more explicitly explained. At present, only preliminary information is given. The three kinds of annihilations are 1 due to the scheduled time of the annihilation of the entire universe, two, due to a fire which emanates from the mouth of Ananta, and three, due to one's qualitative actions and reactions. Text 15. Of the nine creations, the first one is the creation of the Mahatattva, or the sum total of the material ingredients. 
wherein the modes interact due to the presence of the Supreme Lord. In the second, a false ego is generated, in which the material ingredients, material knowledge, and material activities arise. Report by Srila Prabhupada The first emanation from the Supreme Lord for material creation is called the Mahatattva. The interaction of the material modes is the cause of false identification or the sense that a living being is made of material elements. This false ego is the cause of identifying the body and the mind with the soul proper. Material resources and the capacity and knowledge to work are all generated in the second term of creation, after the Mahatattva. Gyan indicates the senses, which are the sources of knowledge, and their controlling deities. Work entails the working organs and their controlling deities. All these are generated in the second creation. Texts 16 and 17. The sense perceptions are created in the third creation, and from these the elements are generated. The fourth creation is the creation of knowledge and of working capacity. The fifth creation is that of the controlling deities by the interaction of the mode of goodness, of which the mind is the sum total. The sixth creation is the ignorant darkness of the living entity by which the master acts as a fool. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The demigods in the higher planets are called devas because they are all devotees of Lord Vishnu. Vishnu Bhakta Smritodaiva Asuras Tadviparyaya. All the devotees of Lord Vishnu are devas or demigods, whereas all others are asuras. That is the division of the devas and the asuras. Devas are situated in the mode of goodness of material nature, whereas the asuras are situated in the modes of passion and ignorance. The demigods, or controlling deities, are entrusted with the departmental management of all the different functions of this material world. For example, one of our sense organs, the eye, is controlled by light. Light is distributed by the sun rays, and their controlling deity is the sun. Similarly, mind is controlled by the moon. All other senses, both for working and for acquiring knowledge, are controlled by different demigods. These demigods are assistants of the Lord in the management of material affairs. After the creation of the demigods, all entities are covered 
by the darkness of ignorance. Each and every living being in this material world is conditioned by his mentality of lording it over the resources of material nature. Although living entity is the master of the material world, is conditioned by ignorance, by the false impression of being the proprietor of material things. The energy of the Lord called avidya is the bewildering factor of the conditioned souls. The material nature is called avidya, or ignorance, but to the devotees of the Lord, engaged in pure devotional service, this energy becomes vidya, or pure knowledge. This is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. The energy of the Lord transforms from Mahamaya to Yogamaya and appears to pure devotees in her real feature. The material nature therefore appears to function in three phases. As the creative principle of the material world, as ignorance, and as knowledge. As disclosed in the previous verse, in the fourth creation, the power of knowledge is also created. The conditioned souls are not originally fools, but by the influence of the avidya function of material nature, they are made fools, and thus they are unable to utilize knowledge in the proper channel. By the influence of darkness, the conditioned soul forgets his relationship with the Supreme Lord and is overwhelmed by attachment, hatred, pride, ignorance, and false identification, the five kinds of illusion that cause material bondage. Text 18. All the above are natural creations by the external energy of the Lord. Now hear from me about the creations by Brahma, who is an incarnation of the mode of passion, and who, in the matter of creation, has a brain like that of the Personality of Godhead. <laughs> 